He is Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com, and he's kind enough to join us here on the show today. Brian, the time is greatly appreciated. So much happening in the life of Auburn Athletics with basketball season off and running, football season, a new athletic director. We got a lot going on, man. Yeah, we do, and I got my voice back, so uh, it's all good. <laughs> yes, the last time you were on the program, we we battled through. You're a primetime yeah. player, B. Matt. Like you were, you, you were listed on the injury list, but yet you still performed for us and ultimately stepped up that day. So I appreciate that. Oh yeah, but yeah, there is a ton going on this weekend. I just talked to Bruce Pearl. They got a big game against USF Friday night. Talked about um, how tough they were. Uh, down 15 early to the Bulls, uh, I think last year it was, and expecting another really tough defensive battle this week. You got a tour of the new Auburn Performance Center on Friday, open to the public, I think four to six, and we're going to get in there about a a couple hours before that, which will be great to see. I've been driving by that almost every day for the past year or so, and it it looks terrific. And then, of course, there's going to be a football game at Jordan Air Stadium here uh, in just a couple more days, Saturday night. It's going to be a fantastic atmosphere, and I expect Auburn's going to play pretty well, too. Let's start talking basketball. The season got started on Monday. Auburn took on George Mason. What what impressed you the most from that performance? Defense. Intensity. I mean, they look like a, a team that was playing defensively more like a, a midseason. You know, it, it didn't look like the first game. Um, now, on the other end, offense, shooting, ball handling they got some work to do but it was again the, the start of the season so i think this this team the way it plays defense right now it can really carry this team as it continues to develop offensively and, and you hope eventually uh you know the crisper passing the, the better shooting all that starts to come around uh, for this team to really compete at the top of the SEC. I tell you what, I had a bit of a different vantage point for Auburn men's basketball on Monday, uh, being on the play-by-play call for that one. And you're right, Brian, that, that defensive intensity from the start, how loud that place got, oh my goodness, first game of the season, you would figure there'd be a little bit of rust involved or or whatever it may be, but man, they came out firing and ready to play. Yeah, they did, and you mentioned it too, the, the crowd I thought was terrific. And... Uh, Love the support that this basketball program gets. The uh, the way Auburn Arena is such a great home court atmosphere and a tough place to play. It just um, I, I'm expecting the same Friday night. There's going to be a huge amount of people coming in town. Yeah, you know that place is going to get wild. Uh, you know for USF and I think it'll be a competitive game. I thought George Mason would be more competitive because I did I didn't know that Auburn's going to go out there and play that well defensively. Uh, but from talking to Pearl Day, he's he's. He thinks it's going to be a low-scoring, close game, and uh, he talk, I know he tends to talk up the other team a lot, but I, I believe he was being very, um, very real when he's talking about how good uh, USF is coached and how well they play. Brian, you touched on it a second ago. The shooting that Auburn had in that opener was not great. How worried should Auburn fans be about those shooting numbers, and and what do you think the ceiling is uh, for the shooting for the Tigers? You know, I think it is fair to be a little worried because this same team basically in, in many ways didn't necessarily shoot the ball well except for uh, Jabari who of course is shooting in the NBA now uh, so um, that that is a concern but I feel like Wendell's going to have much better nights than he had of course uh, that opening night and uh, I know guys like KD and, and Allen and and uh, Chris and uh, Zepp they've all been working really hard in the offseason on their shooting So you figure they're going to have much better nights going forward. So I think it's fair to have some concerns, but I also think it's fair to maybe have higher expectations too. 
Brian, when you look back at Monday night, you look at that starting lineup for the Auburn basketball, do you think that you're going to see kind of a similar one come Friday night, or do you think Bruce Pearl is going to play around with that lineup a little bit? You know, Bruce has been a guy that he sets that lineup in the preseason, and, and he'll roll with it most of the season. And only make changes, you know, if a guy's really struggling or there's injury or something. But I think this may be a year when he's still playing around with it a little bit. I, I don't necessarily think that's that's the definitive uh, starting group, but um, but we'll see. He, he has a tendency not to want to change that uh, very much during the season. Brian Matthews here with us on the program today. Follow him on Twitter at BMATAU. AuburnSports.com is your one-stop shop for all things Auburn athletics. Let's talk about this football program. Saturday we saw Cadillac Williams take over as the interim head coach and just watching the product on television. It was unbelievable how inspired that team played in the second half. Watching the enthusiasm on the sidelines from Cadillac and the entire team being bought in from you and, and your perspective Brian, what was that like to take in? Well, it was beautiful. I thought I thought you nailed it. And uh, I hear people say all the time, "Well, that that's all great, but when you know the, the first time they get hit, that go, all goes out the uh, window." But it doesn't because college football is an emotional game. And I'm not saying you can play at a high emotional level for 12 games in a in a, in a season and win those games just on on emotion. But I think in these situations. Uh, you saw it at Mississippi State, and I think you'll see even more of it. I mean, a lot more of it this Saturday night at home in Jordan-Hare Stadium. So I thought that was huge. And, and just from a football standpoint, you could tell there were still mistakes, right? You know, they're trying to do some different things. They had the penalties. Uh, they struggled on special teams a little bit. Well, maybe not a little bit, a lot. And they, they struggled with the execution in some areas, but you could see the intensity. I liked that they didn't give up on the run game, and the run game got better as the game went on. And I like that they started um, substituting more defense, and the defense did not look totally gassed out there in the second half like it has for so many weeks before now. So I think two really smart coaching moves there. And, you know, Cadillac said this week that he expects them to be better uh, because they've got more time with them to work on some of those things, and I agree with them 100%. So I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, Texas A&M has the worst um, run defense in the league, and they've got a true freshman quarterback making his first road start. And if I'm right about what the atmosphere is going to be like at during here Saturday night, I think that quarterback and, and that offense is going to be in, in some trouble. I was going to ask you, what does what your gut tell you about this one? Does Auburn win this football game? You think they finally pick up that fourth one of the season before Western Kentucky comes to town? I, I think they can win big, to be honest with you. I really do. I mean, Texas A&M is a program that's reeling, and they don't have the, you know, the um, – Auburn legend or, or, or school legend leading them right now. They, they haven't, you know, got rid of the guy that's um, causing all the controversy. And of course, that's going to cost them ninety million or whatever it is. They want to do that. I'm not saying they will, but um, yeah, I think they're they're a program in turmoil right now. And Auburn is a is a program that's, you know, taking a big sigh of relief. And everybody on the program, everybody around Auburn, the entire Auburn family and fan base is 100% united around Cadillac Williams and this team, and they're going to show it Saturday night. Brian, you talked about the Texas A&M run defense, but on the Auburn offensive side of the ball when you're running the ball, they lost a big piece on that offensive line in Austin Troxel this past weekend. How do you think that offensive line with Brendan Coffey being inserted there is going to be affected against this Texas A&M defense? That's, that's interesting. I think Brendan's strength is his run run uh, blocking. You know, I think sometimes he struggles getting set and uh, being quick enough against those edge guys, but um, yeah, I think his best thing, he's pretty physical dude, but he can lock into a dude, so so I think um, I think in that respect, I think Auburn's going to be just fine uh, with Brendan out there at right tackle. 
And I, I think that um, because of what they're doing now offensively with the running backs and the offensive line and, you know, Will Friend is a co-offensive coordinator. I think they're working better together. I think they're simplifying things. And I think having another week with that group together, they're going to look even sharper and better. And even if it gets off to a slow start, as we've seen sometimes, you know what the tackle for loss is and, you know, getting dropped for a two-yard loss on third and one or whatever, they're going to stick with it. And I think that's going to give those guys confidence that eventually they're going to be able to unlock whatever they need to unlock and get it going. And Brian, I know the administration's been very, very, you know, they've, they've kept everything close to the vest. I know Cohen just got in there officially this week, but have you heard anything about how, how things are progressing with the head coaching search? I think they're moving along. I, I think uh, John Cohen has come in, and that's been his priority, and he's, he's worked really hard to make contact, not just with coaches and representatives, you know, outside the program, but I think he's also working within the program to line everything up with the president and the board of trustees and the very important people with all the money, right? Uh, because I think it's really important to Dr. Chris Roberts and now John Cohen to make this be a, a, a sort of a one focused uh, coaching search where everybody's on the same page and there's not a bunch of different people going in different directions. So I think you're already seeing that, right? You're not getting all these rumors uh, out there about so-and-so just met with so-and-so and so-and-so is now the top candidate. You're not really getting that right now. And I think, um, I think a lot of that um, credit goes to Dr. Roberts and John Cohen. I, I would still say that Lane Kiffin and you Freeze are two of the top guys that are a part of this search and are going to continue to be a part of this search. But wouldn't I be surprised to see some more names pop up in a more prominent position as we move forward? And I do think this search is going to come to a conclusion probably really shortly after the, after the Iron Bowl. Does it feel like as we get closer to the Iron Bowl, more of those things? Well, you know, you mentioned not a lack of, or not a lot of rumors being heard right now and that sort of thing. As we get closer, does that change? Or is it, hey, once we get to the end of the year, then we start to hear things, Brian? Like, how do you think that plays out? Oh, I think we'll, we'll be hearing things as the days and, and weeks move forward, right? I mean, um, coaching searches aren't done in the dark, right? There's a lot of people that have to get involved uh, from uh, search firms to agents to friends of friends, you know, ADs can't necessarily contact a coach directly. Uh, you know, you have to do things indirectly. Uh, so that involves other people. So yes, news is going to get out. You're going to hear more. We'll have plenty of updates uh, on that at albumsports.com, of course. Make sure you also check out the Rundown podcast done every week. Uh, I lose track every week of how many you've done at this point, Brian, but it's well over 500 uh, at this point. Live from Voodoo Wing Company uh, every Tuesday. We're going to have to come on by at some point and say what's up to you guys when you're recording. Uh, would love that. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit more about what's at, at AuburnSports.com. Well, we'll have lots of coverage of basketball. Uh, the football game coming up. It's going to be a huge recruiting weekend. We'll have our war room and and more on that and then come saturday we're just going to blow out our coverage we're going to have um you know tons of updates on social media on our site uh just with the atmosphere and everything that's going on at jordan Hare stadium in the course of the game and Brooks, go ahead. Brian, I, I, well, you're on here we got to ask every single time were you sweating out the penalties yesterday oh yeah i mean <laughs> I mean, it's a league cup, so it's not the end of the world, and you got a bunch of young guys in that plan, but still, it's good to advance. You know, Liverpool is not having their best season so far. They're not going to win the Premier League. I'd be really surprised if they made a, a long run in the, um, in the Champions League. Of course, you got uh, Real Madrid coming up uh, in February, but they've got a chance in the league cup and, and maybe the, 
uh, you know, the other cup here coming up. I guess it starts next year. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, it was good to get another W. They can finish out with a win over Southampton before they go into the break. They'll get a month off to get healthy and get some injured guys back uh, going into the end of this year and in January. You could tell things haven't been as great for Liverpool this year because Brian and I haven't been speaking as much. And after another poor performance, it would just be the same text messages going back and forth. So there's no need to send those, Brooks. I mean, listen, I'm all focused on the Chelsea got bounced yesterday, so I'm focusing on the World Cup now. (laughs) What about the World Cup, Brian? The United States, how do you think that's going to go? Um, well, I mean, if I was a United States fan, I'd probably pick a secondary team two to root for, right? So, so we'll <laughs> uh, the time is always greatly appreciated. We'll do this again soon, okay? Hey, I enjoyed it. Thank you.